What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Between the Lines Sports Podcast. Uh, today we're going to be talking about um, NFL Week 9 this past week, uh, a little bit about the games, go over our picks and results, and then we're going to go over uh, this upcoming week, Week 10, do our picks, and talk a little bit about the games. Uh, so first up from this past week, we had the Packers at the 49ers on Thursday Night Football. Uh, going into the game, 49ers are pretty banged up, missing a lot of guys. Uh, Packers were favored by six. We both took Packers to win and to cover the spread, and they did comfortably. Um, they pretty much dominated that entire game. Uh, it's never really close, anything like that. Uh, like I said, 49ers were missing a lot of guys, but other than that, Packers were just dominant. Is there anything you saw from that one? No, Packers did what they should in that game. 49ers, like you said, missing all those guys. Packers just playing like they have the majority of the season with the exception of the couple of losses. They're just looking like one of the strongest teams in the league, so I wasn't surprised. Got up to a big lead early. Rodgers and Adams hooking up for a big game again, so wasn't really surprised with that one. Um, pretty big blowout. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, then the next one was kind of, was uh, the Texans at the Jaguars. Um, Texans are obviously the better – team I think but it was a lot closer than a lot of people thought especially with the Jaguars not having Minshew in there uh Texans were favored by seven so we both took the Texans to win and to cover so we got the win the final score was 27 25 um Jaguars really had a few chances to take the lead and win the game um I don't know it was it was really surprising outcome for me because I thought without them having Minshew's at Minshew that they would just kind of control the game and, you know, ne- never really be uh, fighting to win the game. I thought they'd win comfortably. What about you? I don't know. Both teams are kind of hard to read. I mean, Texans' offense is really strong, but their defense has struggled a lot. Jaguars are just, I don't know, they're all over the place. They win the first week against the Colts, who are looking like a playoff team. They haven't done anything since. But they keep games competitive when you don't think they will, like that game with the Chargers and then this game this week. So, I don't know. They have some weapons on the outside. Chenault's coming along as a good rookie. I mean, you got Chark and some other receivers like Keenan Cole that have played well at times. Just you don't really know what to expect with them. But I was a little surprised they kept it that close. But, I mean, it is the NFL, so I guess that's really that surprising. But, yeah, it's just crazy. Texans two wins are both over the Jags, and Jags one wins over the Colts. I don't know. I I didn't expect the Jags to be good for sure, but – Maybe it would be more competitive and win a few more games than they have, but the Texans are still surprising. We'll see if they can get it turned around, but they're just really inconsistent and just don't know what you're going to get week to week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and then the next one was uh, what we thought was going to be a really boring matchup, two NFC East teams, the Giants and the Washington. Um, they ended up being a really close game. Giants got out to a big 20-3 lead and kind of looked like they were going to never go – Never going to look back. This was at halftime, 23. And then uh, Washington came out and played a better second half. Um, they outscored them 17-3. to three, But end of the day, they were three points short. Um, but it was it was actually a pretty decent game to watch, uh, given the circumstances and the teams that were playing. Um, I think one of those, the Giants are one of those teams that you can kind of see them starting to progress a little bit. They're starting to figure things out a little bit under Daniel Jones. They're just not – their talent wise, I don't think. Uh, I mean, they're missing Saquon, so that definitely hurts them. Uh, Redskins, I mean, Alex Smith looked terrible. 
Uh, Kyle Allen has looked terrible, so I'm I'm thinking they're probably going to have to go back to Haskins before too long because I I think he's definitely their best option. Granted, they've said he's got some off the field issues and stuff like that, but I mean, it's like if you got him there, you might as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think with the Haskins, this team's pretty good. I mean, the Redskins really outplayed the Giants, but with they had five turnovers and the Giants had zero, and that's basically the biggest thing. Just like any level of football, if you turn the ball over, you're going to lose. Redskins got it back. They they like you said mounted the huge comeback second half, got it twenty three to twenty, and then they got the ball back two separate times, and both drives ended with a pick by Alex Smith. So I think I don't know. I still think the Redskins are a little ahead of the Giants right now. I really like some of the weapons they have, especially Terry McLaurin. He's turning into a go to number one receiver, and I think especially if they start plugging Haskins back in there, because even Alex Smith got the connection with him. So I don't know. I don't know what the off the field stuff. Uh, issues with Haskins is but to me it's just clear that he's the best player I know that you got to get other stuff fixed first this is just football but still I think their best chance to win right now is definitely Haskins so we'll see if they get back to him or not but both teams struggling along but I think both teams do still have kind of a bright future in front of them because they do have some pieces if they can just put it together yeah I mean they're not I mean they're definitely not out of the hunt for uh, the division, I think – I'm trying to look real quick uh, how many games ahead the Eagles are. I want to say three. No, they're like a game and a half. They were Is that it? This week. Yeah, and the Redskins have two wins. The Giants have two wins. Cowboys have two wins. And Philly has three, oh, but yeah. they have that tie. So, they're like a game and a wow. half ahead. Yeah, so a game and a half all the way across the board. That's crazy. Uh, Anybody's yeah, game still. Yeah, exactly. And in that one, uh, you took Washington to win and cover – and I took the Giants to win and cover, so I got that one. Uh, the next one was a matchup that we thought was probably going to be one of the best games of the week between the Colts and the Ravens, uh, two you know top teams in that in the league, definitely in the AFC. Uh, I think they'll both probably be playoff teams this year. Um, and that one was kind of I don't know. It was a little bit different than how I expected it. I thought the Colts would put up more points, and I also thought the Ravens would have put up more points. I thought it was going to be a little higher scoring game, uh, a little back and forth. But uh, Ravens got the lead and kind of never really looked back. Their defense played really well, and uh, Colts just couldn't really get it going on offense to get them back in that game. Uh, Ravens were favored by two and a half. You and I both took them to win and cover, uh, so we both got that one. The final score is 24 to 10. Yeah, Ravens. We're kind of the game kind of flipped. Colts were ahead seven to nothing, and they were driving again deep in Redskins or deep in Ravens territory. And Taylor, Jonathan Taylor, fumbled. Ravens scooped and scored all the way back for a touchdown. That kind of flipped the game right there. I think the Colts came out, were hitting them strong, hitting them hard, and just playing well. And then that kind of flipped the whole game. And then the Ravens kind of flipped it after that. But both teams pretty good. I think both teams will be in the playoffs at the end of the year. I think uh, both have strong defenses. Offenses at time can be kind of hit or miss and, and suspect, but at the end of the day, two of the better teams at the top of the AFC, I think we'll, uh, we'll continue to see them progress, just a good matchup. And it's kind of low scoring, kind of slow, not really fitting in with modern football or today's football, but it was good to see both defenses play well and just, I don't know, just a kind of an old throwback game. It was fun to watch. Yeah, for sure. Uh, then the next one was the Vikings and Lions. This was at uh, Minnesota. This one was the pick 'em. Um, we both took Vikings and they won. Um, it was never really close. Kind of expected a little bit more of a shootout, but you know the way Dalvin Cook has been playing this year, he's been lights out. Uh, he's 
I think, six yards, all-purpose yards behind Alvin Kamara, and he's played one less game. And him and Alvin both have had crazy good seasons, and a lot of people didn't uh, expect that from Alvin, especially since he kind of struggled last year without Ingram there, but he was banged up. Uh, so he's having a really good year. Um, and Dalvin is also having a really good year. But Vikings are starting to come along. They're starting to beat people how they probably should when Cousins plays the way he needs to and when Cook is healthy. So I think they will uh, they can make a push for that division with the Packers and the Bears. I mean, it's going to be pretty close. Uh, Detroit and Minnesota are both 3-5, and five, and I think the Packers are – uh, six and two, or yeah, six, six and, and one, six and two, and then uh, the Bears are five and six four, and five and four. Yeah, that's right, that's right. They lost. Um, so I, I think it's gonna be a tough division. They always play each other kind of tough. Uh, I think the Packers are the clear cut best team, but they have those games where they're just off. So, uh, we'll see. Yeah, with Vikings, I mean, we talked about. I just think them and Falcons are kind of in the same boat. They're both just really talented and. If they hit their stride, they they could be one of the best. They both can be one of the best teams in the FC, and that's kind of what's happening with both, really. But the Vikings, I mean, especially when they said that Stafford was going to play in this game after passing or it being a false pause or whatever it ended up being, his test, I figured it would be kind of a shootout, maybe a three-point game, a one-possession game come down to the end. But the Vikings really dominated the game, got some turnovers on defense, and they're really starting to play a little bit better, stringing a couple wins together here. So it's not too late to make a push if they can really get hot, but um, like I said, I mean, when they're clicking, they're one of the better teams at the top of the NFC. Yeah, for sure. Um, then the next one was the Bears at Titans. Uh, we both picked the Titans to win and to cover the six points they were favored by, uh, and they did. Um, the scoreboard doesn't really reflect how um, how much the Titans controlled that game. Bears made a late fourth quarter push. They scored all 17 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, so three quarters, they were really dominant. They were up. Uh, 17 to zero. Um, but other than that, I mean, I think just Titans better, better team. Uh, Bears, like we've said multiple times, we don't really believe in them. They've just kind of had things fall the right way in order to get to where they're at five and four. So, um, but yeah, I think Titans are definitely the better team in that one. Yeah. Bears fade. And I mean, they're five and four now, still not a bad record in the NFL, but I just, I, have a, I just believe they're going to finish under 500. I don't believe in them. I don't think their offense is very good. Their defense is really strong, but I don't know. Their offense is just so hit or miss, so just inept at times that I just don't believe in them at all. And Titans, I mean, they're solid. They've lost a couple of games coming into this one, but I still think they'll be fine. They'll correct it. Obviously, you got a running back like Henry that you can rely on. I mean, he didn't really even have the biggest of days. I think he was like 50, maybe 50 or 60 yards, not 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 his best output, and they still were able to kind of dominate the game and gave up a couple of touchdowns at the end when they're kind of, I don't know, they were up 24-3, checked out, but still, like you said, Titans dominated and Bears, I just, I don't see them winning many more, honestly. Yeah, for sure. Uh, the next one was the Panthers at Chiefs. I think this one kind of surprised a lot of people. Um it was a really good game. I'm not sure if you watched much of it, but I watched a lot of it just because of how uh, close it was and really how back and forth it was. Um, you know, Kansas City, it was 7-3 to three Panthers after the first quarter, and then it was 17-13 to 13 Panthers after the second, so they had the lead at halftime. Uh, going to the second half, Chiefs scored seven in the third, so they took back the lead. Uh, and then the fourth quarter, Panthers put up 14, Chiefs put up 13, so the Chiefs won 33 to 31. But um, it was a really good game. Uh, Panthers had a chance at the end. 
to win, to get down there and kick a field goal, but they couldn't get the field position uh, in order to do so. So it was a really big game. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was back. He had a pretty good game. I think he had uh, two touchdowns, one receiving, one rushing. And I think he had like 150 or more all-purpose yards. So uh, they definitely had his presence back. Um, Teddy Bridgewater played a pretty good game. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes as always. Their offense was electric. Their defense just didn't really have the best game, but it was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. We both picked the Chiefs to win. Uh, they were favored by 11, and you had them covering, and I had the Panthers covering, which I didn't even remember picking that, but uh, I got lucky on that one. It was a really good game. I mean, just a typical NFL game with that high spread. I think the Chiefs, I mean, they're the best team, one of the best teams in the league for sure, and you just can't be on your – P's and Q's hitting on your P's and Q's every week can't be at the top of your game and this is just one of those weeks and give the Panthers credit they're a really good team like I said I mean I think I believe in rule and I like Bridgewater I think he's just a solid quarterback and then they had McCaffrey back this week got a lot of weapons I think moving forward they're going to be a really solid team um, might not reflect in their record this year but moving forward I mean they'll be right there defeating the uh, trying to compete at the top of that division so um, it was a fun one to watch and I think it's a uh, Maybe, I mean, in a couple of years, maybe it could be a Super Bowl matchup, something like that, because I really think the Panthers are, are coming along and, and going to be solid for the next few years. Yeah, for sure. I think Teddy Bridgewater has been a lot better than what people expected. They kind of expect him to come in and kind of fill Cam's shoes and do kind of the same things, but he's been able to throw the ball a lot more effectively, and he's made better decisions, I think, personally, than Cam was uh, his last couple of years. He hadn't really done too well since they – made that Super Bowl run, but uh, I think he's definitely a good fit for that team and that offense. Uh, the next one uh, I think took a lot of people by surprise. Seahawks at Bills, Seahawks favored by three. Um, figured it'd be a pretty good game. Bills' defense and their offense have been good, but Seahawks' offense has been able to score with pretty much everybody. Um, but I think they had four turnovers, um, so that really hurt them at the end of the day. And, you know, even with that, it was – Still a, a winnable game, I think, but uh, it just seemed like every time they turned the ball over, the Bills would turn it into a touchdown. So, um, you know, they had a comfortable 10-point lead pretty much the entire second half until the Seahawks trimmed it to seven. But as soon as they did, they turned it over again, and they got a field goal late to bring it back to 10 points. So uh, it definitely surprised me that they outscored them. But like like we said earlier, that, you know, turnovers will kill you and that'll help you lose any any game at any level. So uh, a surprising outcome, but given the turnovers, it is what it is. But um, I'd like to see that matchup again. Yeah, I mean, both teams' defenses are really struggling right now. I and mean, we know the Seahawks has been struggling pretty much the whole year. Bills has been struggling at least the last few games. Was it a surprise to see such a high-scoring game? I mean, like you said, Seahawks, I mean, they score 34 points, put up the stats they did with four turnovers. I mean, imagine if just two of those weren't turnovers, they probably would have scored 44, 48 points. So, just a really mm -hmm. high-scoring game, two of the more electric offenses, two of dynamic quarterbacks, and fun game to watch. I mean, not a game that we'll see again unless it's the Super Bowl, but still it was a yeah. pretty fun matchup, and it was just an offensive display. Yeah, for sure. Um, the next one was the Broncos at Falcons. Falcons favored by four. We both picked the Falcons to win and cover. Um, and they won 34 to 27, so they covered the points. And this was a kind of interesting game. Um, Denver was able to kind of 
put up the points with them, which I didn't expect. Um, I thought, if anything, the Falcons would just hurt themselves at the end of the day, kind of like how they have all year. Uh, but, I mean, they're, they've got three wins now. Um, you know, if you look at some of their games, look back at a lot of their games, they could, you know, really be um, – See, they played nine games. I could see them honestly being like seven and two, or maybe even eight and one, uh, with some of those games that they played, and you know, kind of beat themselves and made their own decisions and all that stuff. But uh, it was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. I thought uh, they would win by more than one score. Um, but Drew Locke played a good game. Uh, Matt Ryan also played a good game. Um, but it was an interesting game, a lot different than I thought it was going to be. I mean, yeah, but the the Falcons were up thirty four to six, and then the Broncos yeah. scored all those TDs late. I just, I really like Falcons. I said, Falcons and Vikings. Those two teams, when they get it clicking, they can be two of the top teams in the NFC. Falcons are really playing well right now. Defense is playing a lot better under uh, Raheem Morris after they got rid of Dan Quinn. Obviously, we know they have the weapons on offense. They put all that up even without Ridley. So, I mean, they've won their last two games with Ridley getting hurt in one of them. So when he gets back, I mean, they're just even more dynamic. So. You see these teams getting hot. I mean, like like we said about the Vikings, they're three and six too. It's not too late to make a push for a wild card spot. I mean, you can get in the playoffs at eight and eight. I mean, they just have to go five and two the rest of the way. It's not un- inconceivable. It's been done plenty of times, and they could really be a team that that uh, two seed doesn't want to see in the first weekend of the playoffs because just how they can move the ball in offense. So, a lot of season left to be played. Obviously, we're just now getting to the halfway point, and Falcons are really starting to play better. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next one was Raiders at Chargers. Uh, when we got looked at it, it was a pick I think the Raiders ended up being favored uh, by one and a half or two points uh, come game day. Uh, you picked Raiders to win. I picked Chargers. Um, looking back on it, I wish I would have picked Raiders, obviously. But uh, towards the end of the week, I was feeling Raiders. But at that time, I was feeling the Chargers. Um, this was a good game to watch, too. Um, you know, one-score game, division matchup. Uh, you got to see – Carr and their offense, and then Herbert. I think Herbert's just looked really good all year. He threw for 330 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, I think between him, Burrow, and Tua, Tua is starting to play good, but him and Burrow definitely are going to be the future of this league. I think they're both going to be really good. Yeah, I agree. I mean, this was a good game. Back and forth, both teams kind of on the up and up coming up. Obviously, the Raiders have a more veteran quarterback with Derek Carr. He's starting to play better. And like I said last week in our show, I just thought this was a game that the Raiders really could separate themselves and get themselves in that upper tier of wild card teams. And that's what they ended up doing. I mean, five and three is a lot better than four and four. I mean, they're two games ahead of Broncos and three games ahead of Chargers. Or actually, yeah, three or four games ahead of Chargers. So right there where they want to be right now. So it was a big win for them really coming into their own. And I think that, like a, a lot of other teams, their future's kind of bright if they can hold it together. Got a lot of good playmakers that Carr can give the ball to. Josh Jacobs is emerging as a really good running back. You got Waller, that tight end that's emerged. You got some good receivers like a young Henry Ruggs. Aguilar, who's caught a touchdown in two of the last three games. Just a lot of, uh, not really the biggest name guys, but just making plays, and their defense is playing pretty strong too. So, it'll be a team that'll be fun to see in the playoffs because I think they can give anybody they play a competitive game. Yeah, for sure. Um, this next one was Dolphins at Cardinals. Cardinals favored by four and a half. Um, you know, other than watching the Steelers game, this was my favorite one to watch all week. Uh, really close. Two young quarterbacks. Uh, two guys that are going to be future of this league as well. Uh, going back and forth. I thought it was a really good game. I definitely thought – we definitely thought 
the Cardinals were going to win. We both picked them to win and to cover. Um, but I don't know. Dolphins defense is playing really good. Uh, Tua had a really good game. First game, he didn't really get to do too much, but they got the win anyway. So he's 2-0 and in his uh, professional starts. Um, but, yeah, it was a really good game, really surprising. And uh, don't look now, but Dolphins are, what, two games back from the, the Bills for that division. They're definitely in place to get a wild card. They're one um, game back. Oh, that's right, yeah. So they are one game back. Six and three. So it's going to be it's going to be close. Come down the stretch. I'd like to see them when they play each other next uh, with two at quarterback and everything. It's going to be, I think, probably a different outcome. I, I like their the way their defense is playing and how they're playing with two. I mean, they're playing good with Fitzpatrick, but then again, you don't have those games where you know it's either five touchdowns or five interceptions with him. So, uh, but I, I think Cardinals will be fine. This was a tough game. Uh, they're five and three as well with the Seahawks losing. Uh, they're a game behind them, so. Uh, that division's going to be close as well with them and the Rams and the Seahawks. But it's going to be tough down the stretch. Yeah, it was really surprising. I mean, I think the Dolphins are much better, much improved. But I thought the Cardinals were playing really well too. So just one of those toss-up games in the NFL, both young quarterbacks, both offenses are pretty dynamic now. I mean, obviously Cardinals' offense is a little better. But maybe Dolphins' defense is a little better. I don't know. It's hard to rent, compare teams in the NFL. But it was a good game. And – a lot of offense on display, two young quarterbacks, like you said, that are going to be playing for a while, it seems. So it was a fun one to watch and really a toss that they could have gone either way, and the Dolphins found a way to pull it out. Yeah, for sure. Um, next one was Steelers at Cowboys. Uh, this one was just really a tough game to watch, kind of. Uh, Steelers played bad on offense the entire first half. Uh, couldn't really get anything clicking. Defense just kind of looked clueless a little bit, which granted, you know, the Cowboys put a, a quarterback in there, didn't have any film on him, didn't know really what to expect. And I think he did a lot of things that they weren't expecting. They played a lot of zone on him. And uh, he was able to get out in space and scramble and get a lot of yards uh, rushing on some big carries. He had, I think, two for over 10 yards and, uh, there were some big first downs to help them with that, and they ran the ball pretty well against us, and they threw the ball pretty good. Um, just at the end of the day, the defense played better in the second half, and the offense kind of got things going. We had that scare with Ben getting that awkward hit in the pocket where it looked like could have been a bad knee injury, but he went back to the locker room. Um, he finished that series, got up, finished that series, threw a touchdown, then went to the locker room a short time, and then uh, we got the ball back uh, with a chance to – you know, possibly score again, but we put Mason Rudolph out there, and I watched enough of that last year to know how that was going to go. So I was just hoping he wouldn't throw an interception and give them a chance to to score. But uh, I think our defense really stepped it up in the second half and was the key to us getting that victory. Yeah, Dallas played a lot better. I mean, that's typically the case when you have a team that's a couple touchdown underdog. You put a new guy in there, gives them a little spark. I mean, obviously the Cowboys have a ton of weapons. C.D. Lamb's going to be. A, great receiver for a long time you got Gallup and Cooper Ezekiel Elliott Tony Pollard I mean there's a lot of high profile offensive guys on that team with or without a decent quarterback so it's one of those NFL games and Steelers found a way to to pull it out in the fourth quarter obviously the better team found a way to make enough plays and just not really surprised I mean those kind of games happen all the time in the NFL you got 0-8 teams given not an O teams a game. It's just it's what happens when you have the 32 best teams in the world playing against each other. So not really surprised and Steelers found a way to win. Yeah, for sure. Another thing, too, 
you know, I'm, I'm biased as always, but there was a lot of bad calls in this game. I think the Steelers got away with quite a few. There was one uh, roughing the passer on Ben that really kind of bailed us out. And by rule, it's technically roughing the passer, but the guy's hand like barely hit Ben's. Yeah, that was one of those mafia that. calls. Yeah, and they call it, which, I mean, I didn't agree with it, but, you know, it's my team, so I'm going to take a win however I can get it. But, uh, I mean, they had us dead in our tracks right there, and that was a big flip-the-switch type of call. And then there was a, a couple more. I don't remember exactly one, but that was the one that really stuck out to me. I was talking to a buddy of mine who's a Cowboys fan. I, you know, told him that you know, I don't agree with the call, obviously, but I'll take it however we can get it. But, you know. Uh, don't like those games though. Uh, we were favored by 14. We both picked us, the Steelers, to win and to cover, so we got the win, but not the spread. Um, the next one was the Saints at Bucks. Um, Bucks were favored by five. You picked the Bucks to win and cover, and I picked the Saints to win and cover. Uh, this was one of those games I really thought the Saints were going to win because they had Michael Thomas back, and they're a completely different team uh, when they have him in the lineup. And I just had a feeling they were going to win. That uh, division's always been kind of uh, back and forth. Kind of teams can win any any week, really. I know the Falcons uh, have made some upset games the past couple of years, and that team just always plays each other tough in that division. So I wasn't really surprised. At, I was surprised at the score outcome and how bad it was, but I wasn't surprised that the Saints won, obviously, because I picked them. But uh, Saints just looked good, and Bucks were just off their game. I think Brady had two or three picks. So uh, they didn't play that good. But it was good to see the Saints beat Brady, of course. No, it's not good. But the Bucks, yeah, they played terrible. I mean, Brady looked confused against whatever coverage they were playing. Um, just not a good game for them. Saints played about as well as they could possibly play. Put together a great game. We're pretty much unstoppable the first four or five times they had the ball. Um just a little surprised with how lopsided the score was, but not surprised that the Saints won the game. But I will say if they play again in the playoffs, it's hard to beat a team three times. Yeah, for sure. I know I said earlier when the Steelers played the Ravens that between us two, as many times as we've, you know, played each other in regular season twice and then had to meet in the playoffs, neither one of those teams have made a three-game three, three sweep in a year. So, uh, you know, that makes me uneasy. Us playing them at home, I like our chances with – them at home but come playoffs i hope we don't see them for just that purpose you never know um but yeah that would definitely be tough especially when you know good teams like that it's hard to beat a good team three times you know slack teams maybe but you know uh the last game of the week was probably the least anticipated game to watch was the patriots at jets um patriots were favored by seven um Jets really had a chance to win this one. I thought they were really going to win uh, down the stretch, but Jets did the Jets, of course, and found a way to give it back to the Patriots and let them score to win by three. But I think both of those teams are really in a lot of trouble. I know the Patriots are really banged up on offense. They've got some guys sitting out on defense, but I don't know. That's it's kind of one of those mafia-type games. Jets needing that first pick to get Lawrence, possibly, if he decides to come out of college. But I don't know. It's a weird game overall. I mean, Flacco played pretty good in this game, to be honest. I mean, a lot better than I anticipated. He was hitting some receivers. I mean, the Jets have some pretty decent young receivers. And then you got yeah. Crowder, too. 
they don't really have a running back right now. I mean, Frank Gore runs hard, but man, he's old, and yeah, they got a lot of pieces to fill in. But I think they do have some decent pieces. I mean, if they were to get somebody like Trevor Lawrence, I mean, they got good receivers, and they could probably add another one in this draft. They're just they're not that far away. I mean, with the right coach and the right quarterback, I mean, anybody can turn around in the NFL pretty quick. So who knows? But this game. I mean, they they blew this one about as bad as you could. Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing, too. Like, Flacco, he doesn't really turn the ball over much, never really has in his career, uh, interception-wise. And, you know, Darnold's kind of the opposite. Darnold obviously has more arm talent and stuff like that. But, you know, the turnovers will kill you in the NFL, and as they will in any league, but especially the NFL. If you give, you know, a team in the NFL good field position or give them free points, it's hard to get those back. So I think Flacco definitely is the better fit for them right now where their team is as far as having a chance to win a couple games here and there. But, uh, I mean, I don't I don't believe in Darnold. I never have. Uh, I think his career has been made off of one big game in a Rose Bowl in college. And, I mean, granted, he hasn't had great talent or a great line or anything like that in the, in the pros, but I just don't think he's it. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, I'm just – I don't know that they have the answer at all at quarterback on their roster right now, but I definitely don't think it's Darnold. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so that one, Patriots prepared by seven. We both took Patriots to win. I took them to cover. You took the Jets to cover, so you got that one. Uh, so this week, you went ten and four straight up. I went eleven and three, and against the spread, you went six and eight. I went nine and five, and that brings our. Year total to straight up, you're 83 and 35. I'm 82 and 36. And then against the spread, uh, we started the spread a few weeks later. You're 26 and 31, and I'm 29 and 28. Uh, but you know, we got we're half we're at the halfway point now, so we've got you know eight more games for each team. Um, looking forward to seeing what our end results are going to be. Our straight up picks are looking money. You know, we've got a really good positive uh, lead right there with the amount of games we've got right and wrong and the spread's starting to improve. So uh, I think we're doing pretty good, though. Yeah, spread's not improving for me, but the straight-up's good. Yeah, for sure. All right, so now we're going to get into NFL Week 10, uh, talk a little bit about the games and do our picks. Uh, first up, tomorrow night, Colts at Titans. Uh, this is a pick em game. I think this is going to be one of the best games of the week. I think both of these teams are really good. Um, this is a tough pick, honestly. I could go either way with this one. Um, hmm. uh, if the Colts would have won this past week, I really would have liked them to win this one. But I think I'm going to go with the Titans on this one. Uh, they're at home. I think they're going to run the ball a lot and kind of control the pace of the game. And I think Tannehill is going to have a good game. I think they'll come out on top. Yeah, I think the Titans win this game. I think that this is big. I mean, if they win this game, they're two games up on the Colts, really starting to pull away in the division. I think that the Titans just – I think they're the better team, and I think that they're going to get back to playing their game, running the ball well in this game. I think it could be low scoring. I think Colts' defense is really good, and I think the Titans' defense has played a little bit better as of late. I like the uh, Titans to win the game at home. Okay. Uh, the next one is Texans at Browns. Browns are favored by three. Um I think Browns win this one. I think they do cover the three, but I wouldn't be surprised if Texans find a way to win this game. Uh, I think their defense has been struggling, but I think their offense has been playing really good. 
you know, the Browns have had a couple games where their offense hasn't really been clicking. And, uh, you know, they've allowed a lot of points to a lot of different teams. So, I mean, I think the Browns will win at home, cover the three, but I really wouldn't be surprised if the Texans find a way. I like Browns to win and cover. This is another game that kind of gets them in good playoff shape if they win their six and three. I just I like the Browns better. I think the Texans' offense is good. I think Deshaun Watson's obviously an X factor. He can change the outcome of a game by himself. But I just don't like the way the Texans' defense has been playing. I like Browns have been playing well at home. I mean, obviously their losses are to some really good teams. They've lost to Steelers, they lost to Ravens, and they've lost to the Raiders, who are all three going to be playoff teams. So I believe so. I like the Browns to win at home. Okay. Uh, next one is Washington at the Lions. Lions are favored by four and a half. Uh, I like Lions in this one. Uh, Washington's kind of struggling offensively. Um, you know, they weren't able to put up a lot of points on the Giants, whose defense I don't think is that great, which, I mean, the Lions have been kind of hit or miss this year too. But I think at the end of the day, the Lions will be able to outscore them by at least a touchdown, um, especially with Alex Smith playing. If Haskins was playing, I would think it would be a lot closer. But I think the Lions win by at least a touchdown in this one. Yeah, I like Lions to win and to cover – Although, I don't know, Redskins, just they play good at different times. I don't know, just a toss-up. But I think I'll take the Lions being at home, Stafford at quarterback, looking for a bounce back here. Redskins kind of struggling still. I like Lions to win at home and cover. Okay. Uh, then we have the Bucks at Panthers. Bucks are favored by five and a half. Um, man, division matchup, I think it's going to be a close game. Um I think Bucks will have a bounce back week this week. I think they'll get some things straightened out. I think last week was really kind of a fluke. I definitely thought the Saints would win, uh, but I didn't think that they would kind of blow the Bucks out. Um, the Panthers, I don't think McCaffrey's playing this week either, so that kind of hurts them. They're a way different team when he's playing, even though Mike Davis has played well in his shoes. But uh, I think Bucks find a way to win this one. Um, five and a half, I think it's going to be really close to five and a half. Now, I wouldn't be surprised if it's like six or seven, but I think Bucks will find a way to cover. Yeah, I like Bucks to win and cover. I think Panthers not having McCaffrey again this week's a big blow for them, although they do have some other playmakers and a really good backup in Mike Davis. I just I think Bucks bounce back. I think they're a little too much for Panthers right now, even though this game is on the road. I think it's probably a competitive game, just like the first one was, but I like the Bucks to win by one touchdown on the road at the Panthers. Okay. Uh, next one is another division matchup: Eagles at Giants. Um, man, I really want to pick the uh, Giants to win this one, but uh, I think they're playing a lot better. But at the end of the day, I think Eagles will find a way to win. Uh, they played a lot better after they got those first couple games out, which I mean, you know, they're not far behind in the division, but I think Eagles find a way to win this one and win by at least four. Yeah, I think Eagles really see a chance to separate here. Giants just coming off a road win at the Redskins, coming home to play the Eagles. Eagles are the better team. I think Eagles, even though they didn't look great against Dallas last week, they've had the off week, and they, I think they're just the better team, not by that much, but I think they're a little better defense, team on defense and if Wentz just can't doesn't turn the ball over, I mean, he can make the play, spread the ball around. Is Miles Sanders going to be back this week or no? He's questionable. He's been limited at practice, so I would think he'll be back. Um, he almost came if back. If Miles Sanders is back, they for sure win and cover. Yeah, he was supposed to be back two weeks ago, 
They were on a bye last week, but they said they didn't want to play them the week before the bye to give them an extra week's rest. So I think they'll be back. Yeah, I like Eagles to win the game and cover. Probably competitive, probably close, just like the Thursday night game a couple weeks ago, but Eagles win by a touchdown. Okay. Uh, next one is Jaguars at Packers. Packers favored by 13 and a half. Jesus. I think Packers win, but I don't think they cover. I think, uh, you know, these high spread, double-digit spread gaps are so hard to do in the NFL. Granted, you know, they blew uh, – who did they play this last week? I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Ooh, Packers? Yeah. 49ers. 49ers, yeah. Blew them out. Uh, I mean, we saw the Steelers. They were favored by 14 against the Cowboys, one of the worst teams in the league right now, and barely squeaked one out there. So I, I think they'll win, and I wouldn't be surprised. I think they're good enough to beat them by 14, but I don't think they do in this one. I think uh, I think it could definitely be two scores, but I don't think they'll cover. But I got Packers winning. I think Packers' offense is just too electric for Jags, especially with Minshew not playing for the – uh, Jaguars just honestly didn't put enough enough points. I think Packers will put up 35, maybe 40, like they have a couple times at home. And I just don't see the Jags being able to score that way, especially with how well the Packers defense has played for the majority of the year. So I like Packers to win and to cover this one. Okay. Next one is Bills at Cardinals. Bills are the underdog, which is kind of surprising to me. Cardinals are favored by two. So, I mean, we're talking a field goal difference there, but I, I think Bills win this one. Um, I think. They'll find a way. Uh, I think it could be a shootout, and really it could come down to whoever has the ball last, but I think the Bills will find a way to squeak this one out. I think Cardinals need it worse. I mean, they just blew the game to the Dolphins at home. I don't think the Bills' defense is very good, but I don't think the Cardinals' defense is very good. Could probably going to be another high-scoring offensive shootout, probably a one-possession game. I just think the Cardinals need it worse. I think they make one more play and find a way to win and to cover two at home. Okay, so you got Cardinals winning and covering? Yep. All right. Next one is Chargers at Dolphins. Dolphins favored by two and a half. Uh, This is a tough one. I think Dolphins are playing good, but I think the Chargers have been so close to so many games. Um, Man. I don't know. I think it's going to be a shootout. I think Chargers are going to find a way to squeak this one out, too. I mean, I know that's two underdogs back-to-back, but I think they find a way to win this one. Dolphins' defense is better. I think their running game is playing better now. I just think they're the better team at this exact moment in time, and I like them to win this game and, and maybe keep pace with the Bills if the Cardinals can find a way to, to get that done. So I like the Dolphins to win this game and cover at home. Okay. Next one is Broncos at Raiders. Raiders favored by five. Um uh, I like the Raiders in this one. I think they're playing good. I think they're playing better than the Broncos. Uh, Broncos have kind of struggled here lately. Um, but I think they'll they'll start feeding Jacobs again. He'll kind of be the success to this game. I think they'll control the, the tempo and find a way to squeak out of there by winning by at least a touchdown. Yeah, I like Raiders to win this game and to cover too. Like I said, I think they're playing well. Another chance to separate even further from the pack and really kind of started to distinguish themselves as one of those wild card teams in the AFC. So I think they find a way to get the job done at home. Okay. Uh, next one is Seahawks at Rams. Rams favored by one and a half. Um, I like the Seahawks to have a bounce back week this week and, and win this one. I think 
you know, last year they played each other, and I think they were both really high-scoring shootout games, uh, really back and forth. I kind of expect that in this one, but I think Seahawks will find a way. I think they'll get stuff clicking on offense. Uh, I think Chris Carson is supposed to be back for them, so that will definitely help having one of their best playmakers back. Uh, but I, w- I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Rams found a way to win, but I, I like the Seahawks in this one. Same here. I like Seahawks to win the game, even though it's on the road. Rams, I think they have last week off to get ready for this one. I just, I still like the Seahawks to win and definitely bounce back after the performance on the road with four turnovers against the Bills last week. I think it could be high scoring again. I think Rams really need to get cooking on offense too for that to happen, but I just like the Seahawks to make one more play and win this game on the road. Okay. Next one is Bengals at Steelers. Um, Man, there's so many unknowns with this one. We've got our best linebacker, not counting T.J. Watt because he's more of an edge guy, but Vince Williams. We've got Ben Roethlisberger, uh, our second tight end, and then uh, somebody else out as of right now uh, due to exposure to COVID. I think Vance McDonald, the tight end, has it, and they were considered high risk, so they're having to take tests. Every day till Saturday, and they have to have five straight five straight days of negative tests in order to play on Sunday. Um, right now, none of them are showing sy- symptoms or anything. But you know, a lot of these athletes and guys don't really show symptoms a lot of the time. Um, so that kind of worries me. I think if Ben doesn't play, I think we still find a way to win uh, solely because of our defense. Our defense carried us to, to a lot of wins last year. Um, but I, I wouldn't think we would cover. But I think Ben will play, and I think we'll find a way to cover the seven. I don't think it'll be by a lot more than seven, maybe nine or so. But um, I think they find a way to cover. I, I think they'll put a lot of pressure on Burrow, but I think Burrow will still get his. He's played really good this year against a lot of good teams. Could this be the upset special of the year in the NFL? I mean, especially if Roethlisberger doesn't play, how are the Steelers? I mean, they've got they can run the ball. Bengals defense isn't very good, but I mean, if the Bengals know that the Steelers are going to try and predominantly run, any NFL team can kind of shut that down a little bit. I don't think that they get it done, but I think that it could get kind of, I don't know, spooky second half, especially if Roethlisberger doesn't play. I think that the Steelers find a way to win, but I think Bengals keep this close divisional rivalry, and it might even become a title rivalry, tighter rivalry like it has been when the Bengals were good as Burrow continues to emerge. So I think Steelers win, but I think Bengals maybe keep it within seven, just I don't know. Gunning for Steelers. Steelers undefeated. Bengals is kind of struggling two five and one. I believe is their record two four and one, yeah. something like that. I think yeah. that they really give them their best shot, play a good game, maybe lead into the second half. But Steelers again find a way to win, and and Bengals cover. Yeah, I think it's going to be a close game. And if Ben doesn't play, I think we'll still win. But I will not be surprised at all if the Bengals found a way, just because, uh, you know, they put up the points, and I don't think time to let Dobbs play, man. I know. That, dude, I was saying all week, you know, let them have the reps. Rudolph is uh, not in, good. In practice and let Dobbs win back that job. Uh, so that's what I'm wondering, too. Like, you know, Rudolph's first year in the league, Dobbs won the backup spot. And then his second year, uh, Rudolph won it. So I'm wondering what happened and what transpired. I don't know. if. It, I mean, nothing I've seen from Rudolph tells me that he's better than Dobbs. I Look, don't think Rudolph, he is Dobbs. You can hate people can hate on Dobbs all they want. He got a good arm. He met, now he's in his fourth year in the league. He's going to make decent decisions. And if he doesn't see anything, he can tuck and run. Rudolph cannot do that. I mean, I just don't understand what the downside to playing Dobbs would be. Their defense yeah, is so was, good. They could run read option for a week or two until Roethlisberger got back. 
Yeah, I mean, I think Dobbs is better. Rudolph has had his chances. I think they, you know, they see him as this pro-style quarterback who threw for a ton of yards in college, and they expect him to be our future, but I don't think he's our future. And that's why I'm really hoping that Ben, uh, you know, signs another extension for a few more years. Granted, he's in really good shape, and he's playing some of his best football that he has uh, in his career. Uh, he's taking care of his body. He's got a good line. He's protecting him. And so I think that would help get Rudolph out the door. I think they could kind of use him as tray bait to some of these teams in dire need of somebody at quarterback. But I would really like to see Dobbs get a shot um, to even just be the backup spot. A couple of years ago, he came in a big game. Um, you know, I think we're at our four or five yard line and Ben gets hurt for a play. Dobbs has to come in and it's third and 16. And, you know, first play in off the bench had no knowledge that he was going to be coming into that game at all that day and comes in and throws a dart across the middle uh, and picks up a huge first down. It was like 27 yards. Um, so, I mean, I don't think he, I think he lives for those moments. We saw him a lot in college. He played some of his best football in some of the bigger games. Um, so I'd really like to see him get a chance, you know, what, even if it's not with us. Uh, I think he really had a good chance in Jacksonville given before Minshew got there, Minshew came in and they were going crazy over Minshew mania. But I, I think Dobbs is definitely the second best quarterback on our team for sure. Dang, I might even root for Steelers if they started Dobbs. It would be double for you. Yeah, I've heard that before. If they actually started Dobbs and he was the starting quarterback, it would be different. Yeah. So, if Dobbs ever becomes our starting quarterback, he'd be a Steelers Permanent fan. Permanent starting quarterback, sure. All right. We'll, Permanent. We'll note That's it down. never going to happen. They haven't even given him a chance to be the damn backup. Dude, Ben loves him. Ben is the one that got him to come back. That He told them that he wanted him back there because – he sees things that other people don't see. And when hanging we were playing... with the boys, Tomlin likes Rudolph. Huh? And hanging with the boys, Tomlin, you know what that means. He likes yeah. Rudolph. Okay, so that's all I need to know. Dude, when we were playing the uh, the Titans, he saw something that Ben didn't see, told him about it, and we scored a touchdown. And he said in the press conference, that's exactly why we wanted him there because he sees things that a lot of people don't see because he's so smart and he's talented, which, I mean, he needs to be given another chance to get back up spot. I would really like to see, you know, they didn't have training camp or anything this year, so they didn't really get to compete for that. They just kind of went off of what they see in practice. So it's a little different, but moving on from that one, 49ers at Saints, Saints cover, uh, favoring nine and a half. Um, I think they cover it. It's a big margin, but they're playing good. They got Michael Thomas back. I think, 49ers are really banged up. I think the Saints find a way to to win this one. I expect them to win by at least two touchdowns. Saints win, 49ers cover. I know 49ers are really banged up, but Saints coming off that huge road win division game. I see a little letdown here. Maybe 49ers get out to an early lead and the Saints have to come back. I think Saints do win the game, but I think it's a little closer than nine and a half. Okay. Next one is Ravens at Patriots. Uh, Ravens are favored by seven. Um, I think they win the game, and I think they cover the seven. I think it'll be pretty close. I think Patriots will play a pretty decent game at home, uh, but I do think the Ravens will find a way to win and cover. What'd you say the spread was? Ravens by seven. Hmm. I don't know. This seems like one of those classic Sunday night games that the Patriots are going to win. <laughs> mm. Upset of the week. 
I don't know. Mm, they can't move the ball that well. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But those Sunday night games are always wacky. I mean, yeah. hell, it doesn't matter. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I only care about my college standings. We'll take the Patriots to win straight up. All righty. I mean, Lamar does struggle against, against better defenses. So, I mean, you never know. Hey, you know, sometimes you got to take chances. Yeah. Uh, next one and last game of the week is Vikings at Bears. Vikings favored by two and a half. Um, I think they find a way to win this game. I think they let Dalvin Cook uh, run all over him, so to speak. I think they'll have a really good game. I think they'll spread the ball between Thielen and Jefferson. Jefferson's, you know, one of the top rookie receivers in the league right now. Uh, and like we've said in many other podcasts, that the Bears just kind of seem like one of those fluke teams. Got a couple wins by chance and. Had things fall the right way, but I, I like the Vikings in this one. Yeah, not only do I think the Vikings win, I want them to win. So hopefully they do. I just I don't like the Bears. <laughs> I, don't know, I never have. Don't think they're very good. Um, and Vikings are starting to play better. So let's take the Vikings to win and cover on the road. Okay. So that's our picks for this upcoming week. Um, got a lot of football. NFL-wise, there's been some cancellations with college games, uh, but we'll talk about that one in our next podcast coming probably tomorrow. Uh, You got anything else? No, I'm good. All right, well, that's all we got for this time. Tune in next time.